You are listening to B-Roll, a podcast that focuses on all things visuals. My name is Cyril Zuma and I'm a photographer and founder at Ice Dog Africa. I'll be sitting down with creatives to talk about their work, processes and what it takes to be at the top of your game. Welcome to B-Roll and you know what I do on my podcast. I invite amazing guests and today is no exception at all. I have an amazing photographer. He was born and raised in Johannesburg, South Africa. He's based in New York and recently just came back to South Africa. For close to a decade, this photographer has worked as a lifestyle, fashion, and commercial photographer. He started out in fine art and found photography to be another medium for self-expression. He's also a DJ and a filmmaker. Luke, how are you doing, my brother? Ah, I'm good, my man. Can't complain. Thank you so much for having me on your show. This is a big deal for me. <laughs> Anytime, <laughs> bro. I think it's more of a big deal for me. I'm, read- <laughs> I'm reading your bio here. You are based in New York City, or you are based in New York City. Uh, well, I've, I've moved back now recently because of uh, COVID-19. It was eating uh, New York pretty hard. Um, and like, I've got some underlying conditions that would have made my, like a big risk, you know? So I decided to just can it there. And, um, like with all Trump's, um, immigration laws and whatever, whatever, it's just creating a lot of difficulty, um, for me to like prolong my stay there. So I decided to move back to South Africa. Um, but yeah, I lived in New York for two and a half years. Um, but yeah, I'm based in Cape Town now. Between Cape Town and Joburg, um, yeah. I love South Africa too much, so I had to come back. Welcome, <laughs> <laughs> welcome well, well home, brother. I think. Thank you, my know, man. I, I, I think I told you this when you moved back here, or you know what was happening throughout the situation. That like this is basically you, you know, this is home for you, and I'm I'm glad to yeah. see you here. You are producing amazing work. When when I was looking at some of the posts and the things you're doing in New York, man. I think before even going too far, can you probably introduce yourself to us and who Luke is from Luke's perspective? Yeah, cool. Yeah, well, my name is Luke Bennett. Like I said, born and raised in Johannesburg. Um, I've always been an artist by nature. Like I started out in fine art doing, you know, like a kid doing drawings, painting, and then I got into street arts doing graffiti murals and went that route and, even before uh, the visual arts, I was into music and that's where the DJing side comes in. And I've just always tried to explore different mediums of art, you know, to express my creative side and just explore like different ways to tell my story, you know. And to me, photography came at a point where I felt like I, cool, I was ready to just do something else. And this was the medium that I found to be able to express myself in a, in a deeper way, you know. And so I started shooting events and through shooting events, I met like some amazing people and started exploring like portrait photography and I gravitated more towards that. So if you look at a lot of my work, you'll see a lot of portraiture, close-up tight shots. And even in my filmmaking and my a lot of my video productions and stuff like that, you'll see the way I shoot is it's a lot of portraiture even in in my in my motion so yeah man i'm a i'm a portrait storyteller i love to capture people and just like emotion and you know and that's that's me man 
Okay, I think that's super amazing. Have you always been creative? Because you're talking about you started out in fine art, you did some graffiti and some street art. So you would say, would you say that you've always been a creative kid and you knew no. that you would end up in this situation? Look, I didn't know that I'd end up where I am today, but I've, I have always known that the arts is, is something for me. And since I was a young kid, dude, like... I'm talking primary school. I knew I wanted to be an artist and my goals always changed with, you know, as I was exploring what I wanted to really do creatively. Yeah. But I've always been a creative person, whether it was from drawing to painting to even like, now, you know, when we were in primary school and we had our, our, our books for the year and after each term, we had to make like a new cover page for the term. Yeah. Yeah. Dog, that was my favorite time, dude. Because I just like, <laughs> I, was, I was like, shit, I'm gonna get to create a new cover page now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah, dude. So like, I, yeah, I think I've always known. It. And then in in high school, um, one of my subjects was visual art, and my visual arts teacher was just amazing, dude. Like, you know, you know, blacksmith. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So him and I went to school together. And we had the same, we were in the same art class. We had the same art teacher, Mr. Van der Linde. And even <laughs> if you ask blacksmiths, bro, like he'll tell you how this guy just, he, he encouraged like being super creative. And he was just like that crazy art teacher that you'll see in movies. He was that guy. And yeah, I think like a lot of us that come from his class are like super creative and just like we we explore because he gave us that platform to just be free you know yeah and um yeah i think that's what also like catapulted us into like a space after school where we were like all right cool what what else is there out there um i don't know if you know sash he's a fashion designer as well no i um, actually don't know yeah i'll send you a link to some of his stuff as well he also we were all in the same class and now like you know just flourishing as artists I think like coming from that place where somebody gives you that freedom to just be creative you know is, is something that really boosted us a lot and yeah in my life I think I attribute my success to like people that just gave me platforms you know um, for sure where I could allow myself to be free and to just find ways to be who I really am and not be confined to rules and you know yeah. I think also one of my one of my favorite artists um, he's a tattoo artist and graffiti artist uh, Rusty um, a lot of guys will know him for his tattoos and stuff but when I was doing graffiti he was like a mentor and he his story he went to Dublin um, after school I don't know if it was like high school or whatever but he went to Dublin and then he said one of the somebody asked him a question like why did he go to art school or whatever and then he said that he like or oh, his learning process is better when he like self-taught in a way I think yeah, you know yeah. like because if you're not like you're not limited to what somebody else somebody else's method you know and For I, sure. as a young artist when I heard that from my hero I was like I'm gonna go with that this, <laughs> this is think, it yeah <laughs> yeah this is it for me and I think that's like, you know, I saw something the other day, controversial, where somebody was like, you know, these self-taught photographers. And I was like, bro, like a lot of us, a lot of the greatest artists are self-taught. Yeah, you know, yeah. Even, like, some of our, like I didn't have access to to college, 
I wanted to go to City Varsity, but we couldn't afford it because it was like 45 grand a year. And I was like, oh, am I going to now wait to be able to afford to go to college or am I just going to do this myself? And I said, yeah. one day I borrowed a friend's camera. I started watching YouTube videos and that's how I started. Even like Mr. Van der Linde himself, he had a Pentax camera. He wasn't using it. I said, so can I borrow this for something? He said, cool. I kept it for like a year and I just was like practicing, you know, watching YouTube videos. Whatever I saw in a YouTube video, I'd, you know, play for a little bit, pause, figure that out, move on with the video. And that's still today, dude. If I don't know something, I go to YouTube. I just, you know, take it upon myself to learn. Yeah. And yeah, dude, that's like, that's my story. I think shout out to your teacher for, for being that outlet and being that person that allowed you to be as creative as possible. I think that's, yeah, no, so, that's, that's super important. At home, how do they receive you being a creative person? I think, you know, looking at your work now, you know, as a parent, I'd be super proud because I'm looking at your work and I'm like, this is amazing. You've worked with yeah. amazing people. Yeah. How do they receive it at home, you being a creative do my parents have always like supported me in everything that I've done, even my brothers and my sisters. Um, my brothers and my sister, sorry. <laughs> um, so my, my brother and my sister are uh, football players. Um, okay. And when I was, like my, my brother is in his 30s and he was a professional soccer player. And all of us wanted to be soccer players because this, my brother was like our hero, you know. Yeah. And so I tried going like the sport route and I was like, I found later on that this is not for me. I'm an artist. And so my parents like, I did boxing, I did soccer, I played cricket, I did everything. Because <laughs> I was like, I, I want to be a sports person, you know, like yeah. this is, it was my family. Yeah. But then I realized, ah, it's not for me. But my parents, no matter what I did or what I thought I wanted to do, they went with me fully into that when I Thought I wanted to be a boxer. My dad took me for boxing lessons and bought me the best boxing gloves. When I wanted to be a soccer player, I had boots, I had training, I had all of that. And they've always just supported us and supported me. And when I got into arts, my dad bought me canvases. They bought me paint. They bought me everything. When I, did, when I started doing graffiti, my dad went on my first illegal mission with me. Yeah, wow. like, so that I was okay yeah. like you know what I'm saying that's the kind of parents I've got dude and that's also like one thing that I can say is the biggest um, force to my um, my life is that my parents have never like said to me oh no we want you to do this you know yeah. they've just yeah. whatever I wanted to do and whatever um, they saw in me they just supported and helped me get to where I am. So, yeah, that's... I, I actually love that. I love the fact that your parents supported you in, in, in what you do. Now, yeah. can you take me back to the move to New York? How did that okay. even come about for you to just move to New York from South Africa to New York and actually have and start a career and be successful at it in a foreign country? Okay, so what I was doing in New York, I was working for this non-profit uh, humanitarian organization. Um, it's called Metro World Child. And a friend of mine uh, got a job working there. I did an inter internship there in 2012 after school and did four months and came back and thought, okay, no, that's not for me. Um, but then a friend of mine got a job working there in 2017. And at that time, my photography business was growing and flourishing. Yeah. And he came back from New York for 
like, like two or three weeks in November of 2017 um, with the founder of the organization because he's an international speaker. Yeah. Um, so he came here and he said to me that they want to do some like PR photos. So I was like, all right, cool, let's set it up, let's do it. And then he said to me, it was like one random night, I was out at the homies, we met up at a McDonald's, and I saw this guy here, and I hadn't seen him for like a year, and I was like, oh, bro, you in town? He said, yeah. Then he said to me that the organization is looking for somebody to head up the, like the media department, um, the marketing department. So I was like, so he actually asked me, do you know somebody? And for a minute, I was like, this is a job in New York. Yeah. Me. Here we go. I'm the guy. (laughs) Yeah. So I, like, I I told my homies right there because one of my business partners is my my best friend. So I said to him, "Dude, I'm going back to New York." He was like, "Okay, okay." I said, "Yeah." I just uh, spoke to this guy. He said they're looking for somebody. I said it's me. So I told my parents, and they like even them, dude. When they like they saw my passion for New York because I've always been like crazy about New York. Just yeah everything you know like as a hip-hop head you know new york is the yeah. mecca. so i've always been interested in that city and when i told my parents that they're looking for somebody they said okay when do you leave <laughs> so I, was like, <laughs> I like that I yeah like so that. so they said to me look we're keen to have you um come for two weeks see how you feel about it see what you need tell us i was like all right cool so december december of 2017 i went for two weeks uh it was yeah the first Two weeks of December and February 2018 I was back in New York fully employed living there um, yeah dude, it was it was a no-brainer for me when the opportunity presented itself I jumped at it um, so all the stuff that you see on my Instagram is not was not my day job yeah um, I was just I was working and that's also like where I fully got into filmmaking because my job title was um, to do like video production for the organization and okay. still, because it's all funded by donors and sponsors and stuff like that. Uh, we had to create the conversation between the organization and the sponsors um, and, you know, keep that relationship going. And so that's the kind of stuff that I used to do. But on the side, after hours, I pushed to an asshole like crazy and I went out and networking and, I just, whoever I met up with, who I saw could, you know, point me in the right direction. For sure. I sold myself. And that's how you saw, you know, the stuff that I was doing in New York. And that's the thing, like, if you go to a city like that, dude, you have to just have proper hustle mentality. And sure. I think me being from Jersey, you know, <laughs> was, <laughs> was something that, like, it was birthed in me, you know. So when I touched yeah. down in New York, dude, I just went crazy. And every opportunity that came up, I just jumped at it. Um, the stuff, the photos of like Karuchi and Kalali and all of those people. That was like, dude, sometimes I find myself in places by mistake and I just see somebody and I'm like, hey, can I get a portrait? Yeah. And yeah, dude, like that opened up other doors as well. Like you speak to, you speak to people and they find out who you are and they find out what you do and they see your work and just like domino effect you know um, yeah w- w- look yeah. I'm, lo- I'm looking at your work here on your website and just instagram in general when you just get to the feed you know you get a sense that in new york is definitely in fact you get the sense that you are from new york and and and, <laughs> I, 
because <laughs> whenever all the you know big South African and African stars come that side, you are the go-to guy. And you know, I think that that's super amazing. I think you know, you're one of those people. If somebody is going to New York, you have to shoot with Luke. Um, yeah. How 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 did that happen? Because I think it's such a perfect fit. Yeah. Look, dude. When I before moving to New York, I I used to shoot a lot of like celebs and artists this side. Yeah. Um, so a couple of them knew who I was already, you know, so yeah. when, when I'd see, uh, I think the first person that I shot there was Pearl. That was, yeah, it was in my first year. So 2018 like, April. Yeah. So okay. I knew, like I knew Pearl cause I shot her for Castle Light, um, when she and Wadas were the ambassadors. Um, so we'd worked together then but we didn't have like a really close relationship but we have a like a really close mutual friend yeah. and so when she was in town like um they spoke and then she was like let's let me shoot with luke so i was like i dope i've been wanting to shoot with pearl again so we met up and we shot and then it's just like also you know word of mouth when people see or people need a photographer they'll ask a friend like yo who did you shoot with in new york and then they tell say it was luke and i think for 2018 um, my first year there, like that, that's how that built up where like everybody was coming to New York, dude. And I was the only South African photographer there. And yeah. People want to know that they can trust somebody, you know? So when they realized, oh, there's South African boy there, everybody was just calling me up. And I was like, yo, this is dope. This is like an opportunity to capitalize on, you know? Um, for sure. A lot for of South sure. Africans coming in there like so often, bro. And I was like, this is dope. And through that, I started working with South African brands who would send influencers there. Um, so I was, yeah, I was like the go-to guy for South Africans in New York, which was really cool. And at the same time, we started like a little community um, because when I got there, there was nothing like that. Like you just, whoever knew South Africans, that was like it. But then we started like a, a WhatsApp group um, called Suffers in New York. And everybody, all the South Africans that were in New York were part of that WhatsApp group. And if you knew South Africans who weren't in that WhatsApp group, you just added them in. And it was, like we, when we started out, there was like 15 of us. And then there was like, now I think there's like 78 people in the group chat. Jeez, so whenever there's like new people coming in and they need photographers, everybody in the group knew I was the guy. So they just passed that on to me. And I was like, yeah, sure. guys, thanks. <laughs> you know, and it, yeah, that's what, that's what that, how that happened, bro. And um, I built like close relationships with a lot of, like great South Africans and yeah, man, it was, I'm just grateful for that. Cause for me, like getting love from home is the best feeling, bro. For know? sure. For sure. Like I mean, look, I, people support you is, is really dope. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm looking at the pictures that you have. Yeah. You've shot with Miss Universe. You've shot with, um, ta, is it Tapelo ta Mugwena? Yeah. Um, he's a homie. Yeah. You know, I see that, you know, the, you, and I think you've shot with Bonang. And you yeah. can see most of these photos, it's, you know, it's based off a certain relationship. They give you a certain look. They give you a certain yeah. type of pose. You know, you've shot with um, Diddy's son. I forget his name. Yeah, you've shot with quite a lot of people. You know, what's, what's the next goal for Luke? Dude, I, one of my like, career goals dude, is to like, just, I want to be... Like, I want my work to, like, stand the test of time, you know, to, like, like, the, the artists, the photographers that I look at, like, 
um, Richard Avedon, um, Mario Testino, um, and like one of my ultimate favorite hip hop photographers, Jonathan Mannion. Dude, like their yeah. work, when you see images by them, dude, it's like iconic photographs, you know? I want my work to like, to be like that like 10, 15 years from now or 20 years from now, you look at this photo and it's like super iconic, you know? Um, yeah. No matter what I do, I just want like to create images that last and that are just not for Instagram and, you know? It mustn't just be for double taps and like for sure. when, you scroll, when you scroll past it, you forget it. I want it to live forever um, regardless of, of what I do. Like I, I love advertising photography. I love editorial and fashion photography because it's you you have to tell a story through through the visuals, you know, it's not just like I don't know, just for the sake of taking picture or, or content, you know? Yeah. Like for me this content age is I mean it's dope because it's giving it's creating opportunities for a lot of people to make money. But as a visuals purist, I want images to last longer, you know, like I love like going to the gallery and looking at images and like really looking at it, you know, and not just scrolling and like, all right, cool, what's on the timeline today? Yeah, you know, very kind true. Of very... So for me, I want like, I want my images to, to have a lasting effect, bro. like the images of Notorious B.I.G. that you see from Jonathan Mannion or, yeah. or Mike Muller's photos of Tupac. Like, dude, those photos are still circling today. Like the pictures of Aaliyah are still circling today. The pictures of Naomi Campbell that were taken by fashion photographers, you know, like stuff like that, that just lasts and that influence younger photographers that are coming up in the game years from now. Yeah. I want, you know, I want my stuff to be studied like that, you know, and, and to be told like, yo, this was one of the greatest to ever do it. You know, looking at Jonathan Mannion's work, I'm also, I've always been a fan of his work and I'm always yeah. like, wow. You know, it's it's amazing what um, volume the pictures are speaking. And I think yeah. uh, as artists and photographers in general, you know, you hit to a right point there. I think what's happening now is, um, you know, there's the industry is becoming, I don't want to say saturated, but it is becoming a bit saturated. And I think, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people are shooting for likes more than they are shooting yeah. for for work that's going to last a little bit of a, 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 a long time. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, the, the, what you are saying is super, super important. So I want to go back then to, um, to, a, to lockdown. Before, okay. before lockdown started, um, you know, what was the vibe like for you in New York? Um, and second question, do you see yourself going back you know, if an opportunity arises in New York, since we are we are on level two, and it looks like America is super open right now. Yeah, dude. Um, for me, I I would like to because I don't, I don't feel like I'm done there. You know. Yeah. I didn't like really fully unlock and achieve everything that I wanted to. So eventually, like I would go back. Uh, but I think like in the phase I'm in now. I'd, I do just, I want to like start shooting because there, as much as I was doing like great stuff, I didn't have a lot of time Okay. Um, because Did... of work. So sure. I like now that I'm fully freelance, I get to create the stuff that I really want to. So I'm going to do like a lot more of that before going back. Cause I want to go back with like a different portfolio, Sure. you know, cause sure. when I went there, I was like, okay, cool. Now I'm going to grind, but, now that I've done that and like I've kind of opened up certain doors for myself, 
and so it like elevated my level to a different place. I wanted to go back, like, dude, on some crazy level, you know, and just um, hit the ground running when I eventually do go back. Um, but yeah, um, to answer your question, before lockdown, I think like for me, 2019 was a really good year. Um, 2018 and 2019 were like stepping stones and I was really really excited for 2020 dude <laughs> I think everybody was like, <laughs> yeah I, yeah you know and yeah dude, I started the year off on a very high note and I wanted to like you know just keep that momentum going and, and push harder um, but yeah like when lockdown before lockdown started I done quite a couple of dope stuff for a friend of mine young Paris um He's an Afrobeats artist from New York. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, him and I started doing some dope stuff. I was, like, shooting, like, some behind-the-scenes for him on, on some music videos. And we had, like... So, yeah, like, I had dope stuff planned for the year, you know? Sure. Um, and it's, like, the great thing about New York, dude, is it's it's a, a destination. It's a great landscape for for anything, you know? So, like, that was one city where I felt incredibly inspired any any day like dude you just walk around and it feels like a movie set you know so you're always <laughs> inspired and yeah. you always have that zeal to just create and be dope <laughs> so, and, and, and I'm sure there's plenty other creatives around you also just pushing that, the envelope yeah that's the thing like it's the, exactly pushing the envelope dude and there's insane creators over there so it's extremely cutthroat and you have to operate at the highest level to even be considered there, dude. So that was a big factor for me when moving there. It's like, yo, I'm, I'm doing so well here in South Africa, but I want to just elevate myself, you know, and like be hungry a bit, you know. So I went there and I was like, look, yeah, I'm a nobody. Nobody knows me, yeah. yeah. Nobody knows Luke's work. I'm going to push and I'm going to make it. Sure. And that was my mentality going into that. And I wanted to just like work super hard, dude. And when I realized like what the level is there, I was like, yo, okay, this is, a, <laughs> this is going to be a tough one. But that was the driving force that I woke up with every day. Like, yo, today I need to push super hard. And, you know, when I see like some of my favorite creators from that side there, dude, like, yo, dog, people inspire me, bro. And, and some of the guys that I knew there, like go from New Jersey or from like other states that came to New York with the same mindset and just like push the envelope and were, and were killing the game, dude. And like to see that and to witness that for me was like something else, you know? Yeah, and yeah. So yeah, that's that's what really pushed me and gave me the motivation to really just like kill it. Look, I think you're doing an amazing job because. Also, you've, you know, it's not like in your new, I think New York City, you were prepared for New York City because you've shot covers for GQ Style. Um, yeah. You've shot covers. I'm trying to remember the other name of the brand. Um, I remember it, but, you know, you've shot quite a few covers and, and, and I think you were very much prepared for New York. Yeah, I think I, I was also, and that, I think it, it came at the right time because I was kind of like, that's why I said I was, I was doing decent you know yeah before going to new york so i wanted to like you know use that momentum to propel me um you know and just hit the ground running when i went there so i was ready for it but at the same time dude when you realize like the level 
to operate at in New York. Like, dude, to be at the top in New York is to be top of the world, you know? Yeah. Like, that's where, like, the leaders of the industry work, you know? And, um, yeah, dude, I was, I was a, a small fish in a very, very big pond. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I wanted to swim with the, with the sharks. <laughs> How do you stay on top of your game knowing that, you know, there's a, you, you are a fish in, in an ocean, uh, sort yeah. of? No, I, I think I look at, at what's at stake, dude. And I just like, like, if, if I, if I really want to like make a lasting effect in the industry and, you know, operate at the, at the highest level. I need to put in the hours, I need to work and I need to, you know, just like hustle and and that for me is a big thing. And so what I I always try and just operate at, at my best and, you know, never second guess myself and um I I I I mood board quite a lot now recently. I've you know, I, I the past two years as much as I was doing like some dope stuff, dude, I was in such a creative rut um, where I was just like uninspired, man, you know? Yeah. Like as much as, as living in New York was that crazy place where you'd like you, like I said, you just go out and it feels like a movie set. I, I think because I was at a place, I was also trying to find like my true voice, um, you know, being an African in New York and not trying to yeah. lose myself. Yeah, I wanted to really like figure out what my um, what my thing is, you know, and um, yeah, it was it was tough, but at the same time, I was like, if I need to stay inspired, I need to just I need to figure out like what inspires me, and that sure. took me a little while. But the other day, I, I was going on Pinterest and I was looking for some inspiration for a shoot, and I realized, yo, I don't mood board enough. Yeah, I don't seek the inspiration. I wait for it to come to me, which is very problematic. You know, nothing is going to just come to you. There's no light bulb moments don't really happen. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> if it and does sp- happen, it's because you were looking for something. And so what I sure. started doing is like, I look at, I, I don't always look at photographs. I look at paintings. I look at I've watched films. Um, I sometimes look at what, what the other guys are doing. But yeah, dude, I, like I just draw inspiration from everything. Eh? Um, I, I'm in this Airbnb and Woodstock now, and outside on the street, there's like there's always these kids playing soccer, and like I just stand outside and I, I people watch and I look at yeah, and then in my head I I come up with ideas for things, dude, and like that to me is how I stay inspired and. You know, when I just drive around and I look at things and I look at views and stuff like that, in my head, I see images. Sure, you know, you're as creating a, as a, a mood board. Yeah, exactly. And as, as a photographer, dude, I'm sure you have the same thing where, like, everywhere you look, dude, you just see in pictures. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know? do, I do, yeah. Like, you see, you see in frames, bro. And that, sure. Yeah, that's what I, I see. And, like, I try and remember those things. And in my subconscious, it always, like, comes out when I'm trying to tell a story you know and I remember a certain thing that made me feel a certain way and I channel that into my creativity um, and sometimes I'll, I'll... it's not always hard to I mean it's not always easy to channel that the right yeah. way you know sometimes you just go blank um, but you have to always just kind of tap into to that subconscious and 
Yeah. I like I like that that you know you have to go seeking out inspiration. Yeah. I think I've always had this thing that like um you know there's nothing new under the sun now. So most of the time exactly. everything yeah everything is almost a copy. I don't want to say a copy but it's it's something that has been done before just done differently. Yeah. Yeah. So I think seeking the inspiration is super important. This is Luke aka Luke's work and you are listening to B-roll with the homie Cyril. Before we carry on with that one, in fact, I think I want to hold that one there because I want to discuss a certain issue that came up recently. I won't mention the brand. They kind of messed up with... I know know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) You know, they kind of messed it up. And, you know, I think, um, well, this brand, for those who don't know, this brand basically had, um, they were launching a new camera and they had about seven influencers, I think, and one of them was black in South Africa. And, you know, we in, in South Africa, we all know that I think you know white people probably have ten percent of the population or something like that, yeah. and there's so many ninety percent is black people, and the creatives are so you know we we are out there, we exist, we are exactly. here um what do you think that brand could have done a bit better dude I think you know i was I was really thinking about it because that really like as a as a supporter i mean I don't shoot that brand anymore yeah. <laughs> But I, I've always loved the cameras. Yeah. Um, you know, like, dude, that, that brand is amazing. Oh, look, let me not say the brand. That, the cameras. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, brand, the brand is different from the actual camera, you know? Um, Very true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the cameras are incredible. When I started out, I, I was using Nikon. Um, oh, there we go with the name. <laughs> but yeah, now you, now you know. Now you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I started out with that brand, and I, I've always loved their brand, you know. And so, it it hit me a bit deep, like looking at that and seeing that they still operate that way. And when I say still, I mean when I started out, dude, like I used to go to all of the expos. Remember the the photography expos at the dome? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I used, I used to go and sit there, like, cause they had lectures and they had like a studio setup where you could just bring your camera and plug and shoot and yeah. add models there, dude. So that was like my training grounds in a way. Every yeah. year I used to look forward to those expos and, and just go there. And I thought, like I thought about it after seeing that video and I don't remember seeing any person, not, not even a color, not even an Indian dude, no mm, speakers mm. of color. Everybody in the leadership was all white people. Mm. And I don't think it, like it didn't really affect me back then because I wasn't like, looking at it that way sure um, you know that was like 2012 2013 and yeah seeing that now in a space where like dude people of color are driving creativity in the whole world everywhere in the world black and and brown people are the driving forces of culture and to sell your brand you have eight white people well, i don't know how many white people are there but dude, not a, like they so irrelevant in South Africa. Like, come on, my man. Like, you yeah. have incredible photographers, incredible influencers. I see, like, looking at the the influencer setup, like they had a chef, they had a TV presenter. So I think their idea was to like show the multiple uses for the camera, you know. So like a a chef can use it to make their chef stories or whatever. Sure. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, you have chef and tea. Yeah. who's doing amazing things 
I don't even know that chef who was on that team. <laughs> no, yeah, same That TV presenter, I've never seen her before. Like, I don't understand how in 2020, dude, you're still driving that narrative, you know? Like, we, and it's a multicultural country, and that's the kind of thing that you guys are doing. And then you want to post a, a statement later saying, oh, we made a mistake. Come on, guys. <laughs> we see right through you. Please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please, come and, on. And I, and, I, and I think, and I think it, you know, it's part of the anger from the people, and even just myself, is looking at it and saying, look, um, you know, even if the brand approached me, it, it kind of becomes difficult because you become the token black person. They're no exactly. longer do, they're, no, they're no longer doing it for the for you know from the goodness of their heart. So yeah, if, and, I, and I was thinking about that because like I got tagged in. I'm sure you also got tagged in it, but somebody posted like a list of black and and brown photographers who are doing incredible stuff. And I was like, I don't even think I want to be a part of it if it's a pity party yeah, now. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like. I, I'm not I'm not for that. Like you either call us up and say we want you guys to to tell this story and you know, we want you to be a part of this or you don't do it and then we cancel you. But if you're <laughs> going to come here afterwards and say, Oh, we must have Mark, please help us in two thousand and twenty. Come on, Shut man. Come on, yeah. I, I mean, think it was th- thirty years after apartheid and you guys don't want to <laughs> eat the whole pie. Come on. <laughs> and I think, I think, yeah, you're right. I think what's crazy is the fact that there's so many other creatives that are pushing the envelope. And I'm talking black and brown creatives exactly. that are pushing the envelope in so many ways. And as you said, black and brown creatives are, you know, they are the ones pushing the media, whatever you are seeing right now on your television screens or whatever, us, your phones, it, it, is, it is us it, on your billboards. It is us. And it was kind of disappointing to see somebody like that do that. Um, and also and, like, and uh, I'm not yeah. going to call his name out because I don't want to, you know, like make this about about him. But, yeah. you know, the one black guy in there didn't even get a chance to speak, dog. And he is probably the most talented person in that whole roster. Which, which is so crazy. As yeah. well. If you look, because I look through everybody's work on there just to see like, yo, am I tripping? Are they actually dope? But, dog, yeah. come on. My man was so much better than everybody on there. His, his portfolio is so much better than everybody on there. Sure. You know, and he's like, dog, he's killing the game right now. So he deserved that. And I know, like, he's been working very hard for that. You know, yeah. like, he's, ever since he started shooting that brand, he's been pushing for, for that and pushing to be seen. And, and, dude, like, he deserves that spot, but they didn't even really, like, give him a chance, you know? Yeah, I think, and, and you know, we hold him high up there and we will always hold him up there because of his skills also and just yeah. what he does. So it was, yeah, you're right. It was kind of disappointing seeing, you know, seeing somebody that regarded as one of the best photographers in the country, not even having a word to say in there. So I think, you know, it, it's it's quite it's quite sad, but I think we'll leave that topic there and not give yeah. them a, any more airtime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I want to talk about you shooting some videos. So you recently shot a music video with DJ Capital, who also, you shot it in New York and shot it in South Africa. Uh, yeah. Can you just tell me a little bit about that quickly? Yeah, so that music video, um, when we shot that video, he came to New York for for um, some vacation time. It was last, not last summer. Yeah, it was last summer. Like around August, I think it was then July or so. Anyway, we sh- like we, 
he came to me with the idea, um, you know, to shoot some, some stuff in New York. And then we talked about it and we were like, yo, let's shoot, like, you know, the contrast between the two cities. Yeah. Um, you know, so, and then when he told me that, like, what, that's what he wanted to do, I knew exactly the locations I wanted to go to. Um, and then we, we, he told me about, you know, the pro kid and um, the Jabba uh, murals in Soweto. Yeah. And then there's a lot of murals of Notorious B.I.G. in Brooklyn. So I was like, let's go to one of these ones. There's a fresh one that just got painted for uh, when they named the street that he grew up on. So we went to like different locations to like iconic New York or Brooklyn locations and we shot some really dope stuff there and then when I came back in December for vacation as well we finished the video off in Soweto and it was really dope like to to see it all come together you know when I was doing the edit um, and just like telling telling that story you know like here's a guy this is like the lifestyle in New York versus the lifestyle in South Africa and it's not too far off yeah yeah you know yeah. like black people are black people everywhere sure uh, and, we, do and this, I think... we do the same stuff we you know we're interested in the same things yeah you just like you can kind of see the economic difference if and you i think you like... guys yeah. yeah you guys definitely did well on that video oh I, yeah i was you know i was super interested in to what, when you told me that you guys shot something in new york and yeah. now you want to shoot you want to shoot it in South Africa. So can we expect more video work and video stuff from you? Yeah, uh, I was actually thinking about this yesterday because, dude, like I've been grappling with that a lot. Eh? Like, because being a photographer takes like so much work to you know, like to to be a great photographer, you have to like really put in the hours. To be sure. a great filmmaker, you need to really put in the hours. And I was like, yes, do I want to do both, or do I just want to like you know focus on photography? Yeah. And I was, like, fighting with that. But yesterday when I was just, like, standing out on the balcony looking at those kids playing soccer, I last, like, I shot a video, like, a short video of them. And I was like, yo, I really love motion pictures. Yeah. You know? So I, I really want to, sh like, shoot a lot more of that. I'd like to shoot some more music videos. Um, yeah, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see where that goes, you know? Um, yeah. I want to do some passion projects as well. Just like kind of write my own stories and we'll see where that goes. My sister is a great writer, so I'll maybe get her to write some stuff for me and then I'll bring the visuals to it. But yeah, dude, I like I said, I I use this as a medium to express myself. So whatever I feel is the best way to tell that story, I'll do that. And I think video is a really great way to do that. I do enjoy it. Um, so yeah. Okay, I think I'd I... expect to see a lot more of that from me. Please, please, because I actually enjoyed the video and I was surprised to know that you do video work and you know and and what and from what I saw, you know, you've been putting in the work, you've been putting in the hours. Yeah, the yeah, no, I have. yeah. So big ups to that, and please give us Shut, more videos, bro. brother. Yeah, definitely for sure. And then before I let you go, what message um, do you have for other younger creatives in South Africa? Possibly one starting out and then two moving looking to move to a country or a city like New York? I think, dude, with something that was said on Twitter the other day, I think my message to younger photographers is don't let anybody tell you that you can't be self-taught and be one of the greatest. Um, you know, like, 
don't don't wait for opportunities to come to you. You go for them. Shoot your shot. I am where I am today because I I don't hesitate. I go for it. You know, I the opportunities that I that have presented themselves for me, I jump at it. You know, um, and yeah, I don't. I I get even at this level, I get a lot of no's, but the more no's you get, you know, you're bound to get a yes. Sure. And you're bound to persuade that no into a yes if you if if you can operate at a high level, you know. So um just keep shooting, don't ever stop shooting. And don't always shoot for money. Like just learn to be creative and learn to just create without that conception that you know you have to like shoot stuff that sells. Because when when the brands come to you, they want you to tell your story and not their story you know and so after a while you will be able to just shoot and create your own stuff and get paid for that so just keep shooting keep shooting keep shooting and uh yeah your time will come i like that so how can we get a hold of luke because now we and we know that you do videos and not just music videos but you do vis- uh, visual uh, conce- conceptualizing rather and also you do photography and you're based in Cape Town how can we get a hold of you um you can hit me up uh, on my socials uh, uh at luke's work on instagram i think at luke's work underscore on twitter uh, my email address which is where i prefer to do business is info at this is luke'swork.com uh, my website is www.thisislukeswork.com. Check it out. I need to update it with some new stuff, but yeah, um, I think there's a good selection of stuff on there. Uh, yeah, my DMs are always open. Uh, I answer everybody. So if you want to hit me up by that, if you have any questions, if you hear this and you want to know anything, hit me up in the DMs, I will answer you. Definitely. I think I will definitely hit you up when I come to Cape Town because I'm going to come yeah, here very bro. soon. Let's chop um, it up. And it's, so, and it's so crazy that you and I, have we met? We've never met, eh? I don't think so, bro. Yeah, I think I don't think we've, we've met. You've been living the New York life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, like on that music video, I used uh, your account. Well, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, the context, I spoke yeah. To, yeah, I spoke to, to uh, Capital and I was like, yeah. dog, I need to rent the... Uh, uh, stabilizer yeah so i like i was like yo i need i need to do this so he was like i right, cool i'm gonna get my boy to hook it up for you at a discount <laughs> <laughs> so then then he said then he said to me i right, cool here's the guy here's his, his number i was like subtle i know subtle <laughs> <laughs> yeah dog, so I, we, we have a, i don't think we've, we've really met in person but we've met through people you know and uh sure, yeah dog. When you come to Cape Town, let's chop it up. Or if I come to Joburg before you come, this idea, this link, dog. I'm all, all all about like the photography community, like just sticking together and you know, just yeah. all love, dog. I don't like, yeah. like I mean, competition is good, but yo, know, it shouldn't be like dog. There's there's enough for everybody to eat, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's enough for all of us, dog. And I'm all all about like spreading the love and. Just keeping that community strong, you know? Yeah. Bro, I think this has been an amazing chat. Yeah, um, thanks so much, Rock. I appreciate I, it. I really appreciate you just coming to the show and actually 
you went oh you, you went over time because you and I were supposed to record for 30 minutes. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, sitting, no talking, bro. Yeah, I think we're sitting on about 50 minutes, but I think you know the you know people are looking forward to hearing what you have to say. You know, we've talked about you living in New York and working in New York, where you started out from fine art photography to street photography, you yeah. doing videos, we've stuck we've talked you've spoken about, you know, issues within the industry, what inspires you, how you stay on top of your game, and just a message to others. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you, bro. Enjoy, enjoy your day. You too, bro. Cheers. Bye.